At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K. Basic.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, check it out now. Uh, no doubt now. Uh, Thursday morning, October 28th, the Beating the Book podcast, week number eight. Wow. Can't believe it's week eight, National Football League. Live from the D, our home. At least for me and Mikey, anyway. Gil Alexander, it is the Beating the Book Megapod. To my left, the staples of the show. First of all, to my left, Mike Palm. Derek Stevens Conciliary here at Circus Sports, Vice President of Operations. Co-host of Odds On that he does with Amal Shaw. You think we can get Amal on the show a little later uh, this year? Uh, we'll, ask him. we'll ask him. We'll ask him. We'll see what he says. We'll ask him. Okay. Um, thank you for being here, as always. I know you had your booster shot, so you're not feeling very well. Yeah, I'm a little bit, not sick, but pain. Pain from the shot in the arm and that side, and then chills. I've been taking some ibuprofen, so, but, you know, I get Moderna. I had the first two shots were Moderna, and they said Moderna is the strongest and longest lasting of the vaccine. I don't know how you call it a vaccine. Is your booster Moderna, too? Moderna, too. The guy that gave me the shot actually said if people had the Johnson & Johnson one shot, he was advising them to get the Moderna booster. Oh, wow. So. J&J kind of messed it up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Todd Wishnet from his mom's cork addict. Uh, his mom's cork addict, star of the Showtime docuseries Action from a few years back. How you doing, Toddy? You good? I'm doing great. You know, uh, I went to a uh, DraftKings uh, dinner last night and met some people that were fans of yours. So, uh, you know, obviously they had some poor judgment, but um, they do like you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Th- Thank you. Thank you. No, Thank just you. kidding. They, they really like you. They said Mikey is, you know, mediocre. Wow. Well, how are you going to compare someone with no media training to somebody that's been 35 years I'm doing radio? I'm Mikey. You're fantastic. 35 you years. You were my favorite radio personality from the state of Iowa. I'm, I'm being serious because 
I don't know Eric. So, I mean, we can't joke around like we normally do till we get the cadence of the show. First time on the podcast. Right. I should mention that to Eric, that the best line ever shots. was Aaron Shots. Aaron Shots about five, six minutes into the podcast. By the way, Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus, data scientist, research and data scientist, Dr. Eric Eager, by the way, uh, kind enough to join us on the show. Eric, great to have you. I appreciate it. I just want you to know Aaron Shots like six minutes into this podcast. He's been on my numbers game. He's been on my other stuff. But when he was on the podcast, he goes, I'm going to, it's going to take me a second to get used to the rhythm of this show. Cadence. <laughs> he said cadence. Oh, I thought he said rhythm. No, he did the say the word cadence, cadence. of the show. Eric, thanks for doing it, man. I appreciate it. As somebody who knows Aaron uh, personally, I am not surprised at all. That, that is a, like a, a classic line for him. He and I were on panels together where you know, he was very much the, uh, the uh, disheveled scientist and, uh, and sort of, yeah, he, he, let's just say he dictated cadence. Yeah, I, I will tell you this, and Aaron is, I, I'm on Aaron's side on this. So we used to go to MIT Sloan Sports Analytics Conference for years. I don't know if you ever went, Eric. Um, but we, Aaron used to be on panels. Like when they started football, pro football panels, Aaron was up there. Now they like don't even ask him to be on sometimes. Like it really? Bothered. I don't know if it was this year or the last year. I haven't been the last no, two it's years. Because, it's because he said the Patriots defense last year was uh, <laughs> one of the top defenses in the history of the National Football League. Is that League. what it was? And we all gasped. Remember that? Uh, he, I tell you, there's one thing that Aaron said last year that I remember really well, and it's aged very well, which is I had the audacity to say, the Chiefs, they, they sort of seem to play up and down to their competition this year. And Aaron goes, maybe, he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. He goes, maybe they're just not as good as we think they are. That has aged pretty well, I will say that. So that's the that's the one shots remark he made last year that is, that I remember quite well. Todd, Harry Reasoner is from Iowa. You like me better than Harry Reasoner? It's a close. It's very yeah, tight. It's very, it's very tight. I wouldn't want to live on the difference. Wasn't, wasn't it's Harry? Only because he was, he was on a weekly Sunday, a 60-minute show, whereas you're on a daily, so I had to give you the nod. Wasn't Harry Reasoner the guy that Barbara Walters complained was so sexist towards her when she yeah, was coming he had up? a lot of complaints later on after he retired in that about. He wouldn't have worked in this No, era. not at all. <laughs> not at all. Morley would have been okay, not Harry. Morley. <laughs> well, I didn't think we'd go down the 60-minute show. By the way, you know who's going to be on the uh, Megapod two weeks from now? Brent Musburger making his return. Oh, 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 wow. So Mike has to get ready. I got, I got it. This is exciting. Oh. This is exciting. We'll look back Brent, on uh, Amy Coney Barrett's you, tenure. Yeah. Brent, you Brent, remember back in 1976, Brent, when you had the <laughs> uh, pregame show in the history of uh, football in the NFL today? Remember that time? You were so entertaining, uh, Brent. And uh. remember that time with Irv? Tell me about that time. By the way, before you answer, you're such a great guy. You're amazing. Mikey and Brent went on their own little. <laughs> Fucking tangent. <laughs> Excuse me. Pardon me. We're happy to have Brent back in a couple weeks. I'm sure he's thrilled. He's going to be in here, I think, with us. That's yeah, the word. So. I think so. I think so. Um, and he went politics right from the beginning, which was funny. <laughs> all right. Uh, let us begin before we get into best bets and teasers and Survivor and all that stuff. Uh, Mikey, you have a great story here. So, Circa Millions, how many people, uh, Circa Survivor, how many people didn't submit? Survivor, only two. Only two. It was the best week of the year. And only the Bravens really got people. Yeah. Again, fewer than 100 people losing Survivor. But there was a dude in millions. Can you tell this story? I can tell it. I mean, the, the guy was one of the five-way split, 18-2 and two the first quarter. He was in second place at 25-5. and five, And he didn't submit his picks this week. Oh, my God. Why? How do you not? How, how does that happen? Does anybody know why? He said he forgot. He texted Jeff Benson and said, you know, at what is time? there anything you can do? 
Sometime before four in that hour, I just three I, o'clock I, is the I, deadline. Yeah, I blew it. No, you, the answer is no. Yeah, There's, the answer in the system, no. You can't even go in and put. It's impossible. But you know that we got flooded with emails and calls after four when you know we post the website. All the people saying, "What's the mistake? What's his picks?" They wanted to know. They said, "It's not listed his picks. We need to know his picks." Yeah, we're sure. We didn't turn any in. People oh, were flabbergasted. My God. You, it, I wonder if a guy like that now secretly hopes he just sucks the rest of the way. You know, people have their feeling about the proxies and that. But Derek has said all along, even if you're a local, pay the $300. You're going to get the text from the proxy right at 10 a.m. or whatever time yeah. they submit and say, hey, what are your picks if you do forget? You get a lot of reminders from the proxy. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, <laughs> that, that's also crazy, like, you to be doing so well that other people are in week eight already rooting against you. Or, or just curious what yeah. you pick, like you're, you're or curious matter. what you're yeah. taking yeah. to see if they're on the right side or not. Yeah. All right. Billy, before we get started, do you want to take some congratulations for actually a winning week last week? Can we talk about Survivor? This, I want to. I yeah. want to ask this yeah. question to you guys. <laughs> he couldn't. He couldn't nice wait to. He couldn't wait to unleash that line. He's waiting all week. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. But I thought that there was a something very interesting this week, and that over 500 people took the Cardinals. I was shocked by I that. I was shocked by that too, because Be they are a Christmas consideration. And yeah. even if you argue maybe the Titans now look like the play over the 49ers on that Thursday before, don't you still need, like, two viable teams on the Thanksgiving and Christmas from a quarterback injury, I whatever? Th I think you do. Yeah. I think you do. But, yeah, 600 people did not care Which about that. tells me it's, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it thinking for a lot of people. There are still many more people still alive in Circus Survivor yeah. than started Circus Survivor yeah, last 21, year. Yeah, 21-31. We had 13-90 last year. Wow. All right. Todd, okay, before we get to the picks, go ahead. What was our records last uh, week? Gilly Ice deserves a round of applause, an absolute round of applause for Gilly Ice. He had the Patriots minus seven. I believe they won by 500 points. I believe so. The Texans almost got there for him, Duh. although they did get there in my – I had a 10-point teaser with the Texans plus 28, and I got there. But the plus seven didn't. Bengals plus six was a fantastic pick. So he goes two and one. To move to a robust seven and fourteen Todd, you on year, Arizona up to twenty-eight. What kind of sicko are you? I did no ten-point teaser. I they have these three team uh, ten-point teasers. So I I, moved, I took a um, all crap team teaser and it got there. It was plus twenty-eight, plus twenty-six on the Lions oh. and plus fourteen and a half on Seattle. And it was pretty easy. The only one that was even in doubt at all was Arizona, and it wasn't even really in doubt. Eric, so what, Eric, why do you think DraftKings keeps inviting him to stuff? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. By the way, keep calling me dumb. Okay. That, those, by the way, those ten points are worth like, like less than. Like, what? What are you doing? What are you doing, I, man? I disagree. I disagree because at the end of the game, the teams that are up big don't want to blow out. I, look, I don't mind if people call that I mean, dumb. The New England seemed pretty content blowing the, the shit out of the Jets. Right, you but know, that like, was that's Belichick against the Jets, and he hates the Jets. The the that's a it's a different thing when you get these these teams like you know. Arizona doesn't want to show anything when they're up huge. They're just going to, you know, coast in. Anyways, you can call me dumb. All everybody can just laugh. I'm not calling you dumb. I'm just, I'm just want to know the thought process. But that, no, that's a reasonable thought. I, process, I know a lot but. of people think it's stupid, but the when you're he getting never that said many, that. Why do you keep saying? Said, keep he said dumb and mouth. stupid. Jeez. I'm being 
defensive, both of you, okay? It's not about <laughs> Eric. I'm being defensive. Eric, you called me an asshole, and I don't appreciate it. No, he didn't. <laughs> I called myself an asshole. The point is, I'm trying to, I'm trying to change the cadence of the show. <laughs> That's right. He's already been warned in advance. The point is, sometimes these 10-point teasers, I'm, I'm literally like 11-2 and two on 10-point teasers. Mikey could tell you, yep. like uh, two years ago, I was giving them out. And I've been doing them again this year, and they're fantastic. So I'll keep laughing all the way to the bank. All right, but, t- but Todd, you 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 have famously said it's all math in the end, right? And here's Eric, who is nothing, you know, who, who if anything loves math himself, right? And and can give you the value of those points. So you should appreciate that response, I think. Oh, I think mathematically he's probably correct, but I think there's also a psychological component. I've seen too many NFL games where a team is a huge uh, dog and they barely get – whenever the teams cover those huge lines, they barely do it. They don't usually wipe the team out. In my experience over a long period of time, whenever there's some wacko college-looking spread in the NFL, the teams, if they do cover it, they barely cover it. And I think it's because um, the the better team – the better team late in the game doesn't care to win by more. I'm glad you won, man. Okay, whatever. Anyways, let's. Uh, Gilly did win the uh, teaser. We all won the teaser. Gilly moves to five one and one on the teaser. Mikey's five and two on the teaser, and I am in first place with six and one on I'm the, the teaser. I'm the man to beat on the teasers. As on the spreads, well, actually, you're not. But okay, good try, Mikey. <laughs> Mikey was one and two last week with his Bears plus 12 and a half. Almost got there. Very close game there, Mikey. You were right in it all the way. I believe they lost 500 to three. Uh, Bengals, Ravens under, not a chance, and he did win with the Browns. So he I goes get, to I, just want, I want to say one thing because I never have ever challenged Mike on yeah. anything. That Bears pick was your most peculiar pick ever. Yeah, it was bad. I should have been on no hyperbole myself for my pick. <laughs> and even Carl's laughed at it on Friday. Yeah. I can't believe Mike Thomas. Yeah. I, I, I misread It was such a bad match. I, mis- I misread the game. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and I went, but Todd's I went right. Tampa two. Bay didn't even want to play in the second half. Yeah. They shut it totally down. That's true. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I went one and two to move to 10 and 11. I uh, hit my Arizona under, lost the Miami under, and the Kansas City-Tennessee game. I think that will go down as the strangest game in NFL history that the Kansas City Chiefs only scored three points against the Tennessee Titans defense. Uh, please put that in the mathematical database and tell me what percentage of time that will happen for the rest of history, uh, Dr. Eric. Uh, I, I will say as somebody who, and I'm a Kansas City fan, like I, I, I had Tennessee and I had under in that game. And I had under because I thought that I thought that it would be it would slow down, but for different reasons. I thought the Chiefs would try to slow the game down a little bit to protect their defense. And, like, they, I think the craziest stat of the season so far that literally no one knows is that the Chiefs, for the second straight game, allowed zero second-half points. And obviously it was <laughs> it was a pretty, like, you know, weird way to do it last week. But, um, you know, that But they, them scoring three. Talk about them scoring three against I don't know, Tennessee. Like, well, Actually, here's some inside football. And actually, I have, you know, as a part of my job, I do, like, have interactions with these teams. We client out to all 32. And one of uh, one of the um, the members of the team that I'm really close with was like, hey, can you check out our RPO game? And I don't know if anybody knows, like, RPOs are basically, like, run plays where you can pull the ball out of the stomach of the running back and throw the ball to a wide receiver. And on those plays, linemen aren't allowed to block up field because if you do pull the ball out – you throw the ball, you'll get an illegal man downfield penalty. And so the Chiefs have have run the second highest rate of RPOs in the NFL, second to Arizona. And they're bad at them. And most of the NFL is really good at them. 
And, and so the thing is, when the Chiefs kind of half-ass the run game and the pass game trying to be deceptive, they're bad at both. And interestingly, it's just because these linebackers are like, when they see Mahomes put the ball in the stomach of the running back, the linebackers are saying, like, come and get us. You know, Daryl Williams is not about to get, you know, we're not going to get killed by Daryl Williams. We'll get killed by Mahomes instead. And it's hurt the Chiefs' offense. And if you've watched them, the, the Washington game, they scored 31 points, but they were something like 7 of 7 or 8 of 8 on third downs in the second half of that game. The fact that they're getting to that many third downs is problematic for their offense. And so, you know, the Tennessee game was pretty simple. It was Tennessee took a long time to score. The Chiefs went three and out or five and out or whatever it was. Tennessee took a long time and scored. Chiefs went five and out. And then they Tennessee went and scored. And the Chiefs turned the ball over. Like, it's not like they had a lot of offensive plays in the first half and were bad on all of them. They, like, did, literally had, like, 13 plays in the first half. And, you know, that that's how desperate. you beat the Chiefs. They also got desperate. You can feel that desperation in Mahomes yeah. when he starts to get down big. It feels like, you know, they're just forcing it. You know what I mean? They're not taking what's there. Uh, he looks like bad Aaron Rodgers. When Aaron Rodgers was really struggling, you know, he's not – he hits his back foot, and the first thing he wants to do is scramble and make a big play when, you know, that offense should be gaining seven, eight yards at a time. And instead, he's trying to he's trying to score 14 points on every play, and, and it's hurting them a little bit. Who, go, who goes into desperation mode worse when they're behind, the Chiefs or the Ravens? Oh, what yeah. Uh, the I, Ravens do it way better, don't they? The Ravens came back against Indy and and Kansas City, and they and they stuck to their run game in both games. Like they actually like do the, they're they're. I think they come from behind a lot better, just because it, it's weird this season at least. They they've stuck with their base offense even with behind by multiple scores against Kansas City, against uh, Indy, even against Detroit. Although they got laid lucked out with a field goal. Like, I think it's them. Uh, two two things. One, Jason and those guys back there in the back, we've lost – Mikey and I have lost our video feed of Todd and uh, and Eric. If we could get that back on the screen, we'd appreciate it. The other thing is, um, isn't it true also, Eric, that teams are blitzing Mahomes at a far lesser rate this year? And so, like, they've figured out that he's really – as a young player, he was, like, super good against the blitz. Let's just stop with that. Even teams that are traditional blitz teams like uh, the Ravens, like if you look at them, they blitz. They're in like the top five in blitz rates in the league. And against Kansas City, they blitz like zero times, one time maybe. Um, that was starting to happen at the end of last year. But you're right. I mean, the all these defenses are engineered to beat the Chiefs now. They're engineered to play too high, six in the box, you know, beg a team to run the football. But at, at worst, beg them to throw it 15 times on the way to the end zone. It's a good numerical play. Like, it's hard to throw the ball 15 times in a row without making a mistake. So I, I think it's good. On the flip side, that's why you've seen teams like Tennessee and Baltimore beat these teams because a team that's engineered to beat the Chiefs by exclusion is not engineered to beat Derrick Henry. And so like you, that's why you see maybe a team like Tennessee have success against uh, a team like Buffalo because you know uh, Buffalo will, will stack the box, but they don't have box-stacking players. They're engineered to play nickel and dime. Uh, and and stop Kansas City's offense. Last thing before we get to the best best, because I know people want to hear the picks, but you said that the, the most uh, interesting stat was that the Chiefs uh, held their opponents to zero points in consecutive second halves. I will disagree with you. I will t I will say that the, the most interesting stat of the entire week came from you, Eric, which I got sort of uh, secondhand on our show, 
which was, it was such an unbelievable stat, Eric, that I questioned it openly. I'm like, that can't be true. And I looked it up. You, it was your stat about Mike Shan, excuse me, Kyle Shanahan, you know where I'm going with this, having a worst winning percentage, a worse winning percentage as the head coach of the Niners than Mike Singletary had as the head coach of the Niners. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable, because we think of Singletary think, one way and Shanahan completely differently. Yeah, I mean, I remember Singletary having, was 2-0 and in 09 and had Brett Favre and the Vikings on the ropes, um, and they needed that miracle catch by Greg Lewis. Like, they had some success with Shanahan in San Francisco. It just went all to hell because of, you know, him in, in many ways. Um, and obviously Harbaugh did great things with that talent um, after that. But, yeah, I mean, the thing with Shanahan – and I got a lot of flack for this in the offseason because I, I do this as part of my betting analysis. I, I build a model for play callers. And I have two models, and one of them's uniqueness of scheme, and the other one is how how well you do with the talent you have. And Shanahan, if you actually look at the numbers, has not overperformed the talent that they have on the field. Um, and I think in a lot of ways, you look at that and you say, well, he doesn't actually pick the talent well. Like, they have Brandon Ayuk in a first-round draft pick who looked like Devontae Adams at times last year. He's completely disappeared. Disappeared. They, they trade completely. up for Trey Sermon, and they prepare and they prefer Elijah Mitchell over him. They spend all this money on, on, on Tevin Coleman, and Raheem Mostert, who's an undrafted, like, seven-time cut guy, is yeah. the guy they end up with. Like, I think Shanahan's interesting because he gets this premium. He was third in Pinnacle's betting odds, or they were third, to win the Super Bowl after Kansas City and and uh, Tampa on like for months on Pinnacle's betting odds to win the Super Bowl. Like I think he, it sounds bad, but I think he's one of the more overrated entities in all of football. Wow, it was terrible in the second half of the Super Bowl. Horrendous, absolutely horrendous in the second uh, and, and at the and end twice, think- twice, twice. <laughs> right, the Atlanta Falcons, right? Mm-hmm. We'll always have 2012 with Kyle Shanahan and a great RG3, though. We we'll always have that. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to ask, Eric, though, you rank Matt LaFleur as the number one offensive play caller. Yes. What's yeah, – Because I mean, he's I not Because Because here's, here's my thing with Matt LaFleur. Like, the, the Mike McCarthy offense with Rodgers. I mean, Mike McCarthy had us all wondering whether or not Aaron Rodgers was washed, Right. And, you know, there were article after article. My friend Ben Baldwin, who I, I really respect, right, through the Athletic and Football Outsiders, like he made a very compelling case that Aaron Rodgers was not, effect, was not an effective quarterback anymore. You add to that the fact that the general manager for the Green Bay Packers does not want to acquire a secondary receiver, right? If you look at the target shares in Green Bay, I got to pull this up here. It's like but, like, 30, Devontae Adams li- literally gets the majority of the targets there. It's like 36 and, or 37% or something, yeah. Exactly. So you have 72 of the 210 targets, and and yet they're un, in the in the Matt Lafleur era. They're undefeated when Devontae Adams is injured. Um, though me, I went, like, though I battle, went through that today. Battle that stuff up, and and it's a fairly compelling case that he gets the most out of that talent. Uh, uh, you know, as any coach in football. But as a head coach, I think you had him like fourth or fifth or something. Yeah, a part of that was just because, I, you know, longevity, like, I think, um, and there was also, I, I think he's, like, quote, woke on fourth down, like, yeah. but he did have that mistake against the against Tampa Bay in the playoffs where he went, he kicked the field goal down eight. There have been some blunders there. There was also the fact that, 
and I and I sort of put this in my ranking. Like he he took too long to fire Mike Patton. Mike Patton was clearly a negative EV play for them defensive coordinator spot. Um, I, you know, you could say this. You could say the same thing about other guys that I've had, like Andy Reid stuck with Bob Sutton too long, probably cost him a Super Bowl and stuff like that. But like, you know, for me, it was also just giving sort of like I, I think Matt Lafleur as an offensive tactician has been a little bit more impressive than him as a head coach. Wow, I'm just impressed. Mikey did. Uh, I do the. Well, I have to do the research. research. Well, why wouldn't I? I don't know him. Is so I did you, some research. I read some articles. Me? Is that why you ask me every day? Who the every week? Who the yeah? Guest is? In case I don't know them. I love that. This is why I lead the interviews on odds on, not them all. Okay. <laughs> That's great. This guy's the top radio personality in all of Iowa. <laughs> all right. Uh, by the way, we still don't get to see your faces. Mike and I are operating uh, naked here. They got uh, the best of the deal. They I'll got the best that, of the right? deal. Eric, uh, we start with you. Uh, one of your three. Wait, first Thursday night discussion. Oh, Thursday night discussion. <laughs> oh, wait, okay. Todd, what are the overall records? You Did you gain a gain on me? Are you a half game back or yeah, something? Uh, no. I'm, no, I'm 10 and 11. You're 11, 9 and 1. So oh, you're two ahead in the loss game column. And okay. And Gilly is right there behind us at 7 and 14. <laughs> <laughs> Still the guy to beat on the teasers, by the way. Um, okay, so yes, you're right, Todd. We should talk about Thursday Night Football. This could be one of our best I have bets. Opinions, hey, you're back. By the way, What's I have that? opinions on that. Okay, you have, have opinions. Opinion. Is it one of your yep. best bets? Yes. Okay. Uh, so it is the Cardinals and the Packers tonight. Cardinals favored by 6.5 now. Now that we know that both Alan Lazard and, more importantly, Devontae Adams, I think it's 100% that he's not playing at this point. Someone said it was like 99%, but it looks like he's, no, not, he, playing. he's not playing. He's not playing. He didn't make the trip. Uh, as Eric said, the Packers are 6-0 and since the beginning of 2019 without, without Devontae Adams, which everybody threw around mainstream media. But if you dive a little deeper on those six games, uh, they beat the 8-8 eight eight Cowboys Week 5 of 2019. They beat the 3-12-1 Lions Week 6 of 2019, that was the game that everybody started noticing Alan Lazard. Um, Green Bay had to benefit from some hands-in-the-face penalties late in that game to come back and rally back to beat the eventual 3-12-1 Lions. Week 7 of 2019, they beat the eventual 7-9 Raiders. Week 8 of 2019, they did beat a 12-4 Chiefs team, but guess who wasn't playing? Patrick Mahomes. Um, Matt Moore was that Matt the Matt Moore, Moore was game? in, and then the two games last year without Devontae. Again, they won all of them. They were six and zero straight up, five and one against the spread. Uh, the week three game against the Saints because the Saints finished twelve and four. Well, they didn't have Michael Thomas either. Uh, the Saints in that game, and it was a Zadarius Smith uh, force fumble of Taysom Hill who was in as quarterback. Uh, in that game that that uh, was the eventual game winner. That was another Alan Lazard game, by the way. Guess who else isn't playing? Alan Lazard. Mm -hmm. um, and then finally, week four of last year, they beat the Falcons. The Falcons ended up 4-12. and 12. And guess what? Julio Jones exited that game in the second quarter. That was the uh, Tunyon game, the Robert Tunyon game, if you remember. So, yeah, they were 6-0, and oh, but it's not without its warts, I guess is what I'm saying. Eric, do you have an opinion on tonight's game, either side or total? At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? 
Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Uh, I actually think the number is is probably right. Um, there was a great discussion. I know you've had uh, Andy or Drew from the Whale Capper podcast on your shows before, mm-hmm. um, Gil. I, I, the 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 number of points is not necessarily you know it, it's it's not uniform right moving from three and a half to to six and then six and a half it has a lot to do with like the the lack of a value in the nfl four and five as well as what i would call cluster injuries and i i have an article on pff.com where i talk about how a team does is actually far more correlated with how the secondary and tertiary receivers of a team do and so a lot of times if you lose two receivers it's worth more than two times losing both of them um, individually. So I think that that's a big issue here. Wide receiver is very much a weak link system. And so that's where I get I get a little bit worried. But my opinion on this game is, I think when you look at the team total here, it depends upon where you look. Like Arizona 30, minus 120 is where I'm looking a little bit offshore if you can find a better number. I think Arizona goes over this. I, I, I also like the over in the general game. Um, but I think when you, when you think about Arizona, they've They've had three statement games this year as underdogs at home against Tennessee, or sorry, on week one against Tennessee, at, at uh, Cleveland, um, and then they had the other one against LA. They've made these statement games as dogs, and no one's really still no one treats them as a seven and zero team. Like I do think that there's going to be some sort of like we really need to prove it to the league tonight, and so I do think they put up thirty against what I've characterized as a soft, gooey Green Bay Packers defense. And Arizona, but and that, Arizona. Leads, that leads right into my my pick of the week. If you want to hear my please, pick of the week. let's go. What my one of my three picks is going to be the over fifty and a half in this ball game, and the reason I like it um, is first of all, okay, on the bad side for all we've got all these injuries with Green Bay. We still have Aaron Rodgers though. Aaron Rodgers is still the quarterback, and all I need for him to get me is, say, 21 points if Arizona is going to put up uh, numbers. Green Bay's defense, is Green Bay's defense really that great? They gave up 38 to New Orleans in week one, and then they have nice numbers against crappy teams. Detroit scored 17, Pittsburgh got 17, Chicago got 14, Washington Redskins, no offense to my good friend uh, Gilly Ice, got 10, but that's because they stink and they figured out Heineke. So when they when they played against good offensive teams— uh, look, Cincinnati 
got 22 and could have had 28 if they wouldn't have missed the 1,000 field goals as well. So I think there's no reason why Arizona can't get 31 in this game. And then all you need is Rodgers to get you 21. Even without receivers, he can get you 21. Rodgers will find a way to to, to smoke and mirrors you up to, to get the, the 21. So give me over 50 and a half in this game. I think it's too low. And uh, also the fact that it's come down, I believe it opened – uh, somewhere in like the 53 range. I just think it's it, it's 53 and a half even. I think it's it's too much of a reaction. I still have Aaron Rodgers. And by the way, if I get backdoor, if it is a situation where, where I get Aaron Rodgers as the backdoor quarterback, you know, down 14 points late or something, heck, I'll take that all day long. Give me the over 50 and a half. You also failed to mention, Todd, failed. that the uh, that Washington three uh, points total with four red zone possessions and five possessions inside the 30 last week. Yeah, they should have covered that and game zero funds. The Redskins should have covered easily. Then that included the Taylor Heineke third down, dive forward, stop progress when he could have just waltzed in. Not waltzed, but could have gotten Lambo easily. And then, the, and then he Lambo leaped. Yeah, he Lambo leaped because he, he loved the Packers growing up. And then he fumbles on fourth, regathers, and they said it was stopped at the regather too. Don't, don't get me started. Um, okay, so that's that's your number one. That's your number one bet. Yeah. Okay. I love Gilly's. I love Gilly talking about the Washington football team. He's just like he's so disappointed. He's just don't just don't get me started. Years of, <laughs> years of sorrow. Oh, they were such a gem as a kid. All right, uh, Eric, your first bet that you love. Or do you have any Thursday night thoughts? I'm sorry. I want to take the Packers here with six and a half, but I can't because Is they this have one of your picks. No, 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 no they'll pick. pick. They have no pass rush. They could never get to Taylor Heineke last week. No. You're going to sit there and let the little roadrunner now sit back there without any pressure? I, 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 I'm concerned. You go roadrunner? I'm concerned. Well, that's, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, instead of Mayor of Munchkinville that your, your friend Michael Lombardi calls him. Doesn't this game remind you of the game Green Bay played last year where they went on the road against San Francisco and, like, basically all of San Francisco's <laughs> players were out? And that spread was something like six, and it, it was because – the market, like, I mean, the books, I mean, you could, you guys could say, say this better than me, but like the books don't like opening themselves up to that big of a middle. Right. Yeah. And, and so like you have, you know, in that game, I believe San Francisco was six and a half point dogs by the time it all was said and done, even though they had no players and Green Bay kind of like, you know, mopped the floor with them. Like, I, I don't necessarily know if that's going to happen because of the point you made Todd, which is that Green Bay has Aaron Rodgers and, and Matt LaFleur. Um, but I do, I do wonder if, if people are going to take Green Bay, do they see the tail risk here where, like, having no players really hurts you? Aaron Jones helps, but, yeah, it, it's tough to take Packers here. Uh, we By should... the way, can I just say one thing about what he just said about middles Please. real quick? Mm -hmm. uh, if you watch – people who don't bet in-game, in you should start paying attention to in-game because the Indianapolis-San Francisco game, for the entire first half of the game – there were books that were, were playing 47 and a half while the other one was 50. And then it would go 53 and a half to 56. And then it would go 51 to 53 and a half. So I don't know who's right, who's wrong. But Someone the bottom is. line is. Someone's wrong. The bottom line is. What'd you say? Someone's wrong. You say? Yeah. So the bottom line is you don't ever see middles yeah. in the before. You know, you can't go to a, a Vegas sports book before the game and get three and a half and then go down to Circa and get six. You, it doesn't exist, right? You have to you have to predict where the market's well, going to go. You can another get this part of that is the longer the game goes in, the more the the higher the probability on some of those numbers. Like a lot of middles, like early early career sports betters will bet middles, not knowing that the points are not worth the vig. But the the later you go into some of these games, especially if you're still getting, and oftentimes you're not getting this, but like if you're still getting minus one ten on both sides, 
oftentimes, like, the later on the game goes, the higher the probability of landing on certain key numbers. Of course, like, yes. Of course. So, As you get... So right. middles are actually more... Again, the, most books have these, but there are soft offshore books. There are soft books. Um, you know, the, the further along you get in the game, the higher the probability is that you land on a number in the middle of those two. Of course. Well, of course, because you're getting closer to the end and you have less of a game to go. Plus but periods, my point yeah. is... But my point is, if you, if you don't like in-game, right, you should start liking it because... If you get opportunities like this, I'm not even saying you should go for middles. I'm just saying have an opinion on the game. If you like 47, if you like over, take 47 and a half. If you like under, take under 50. The point is, where else do you see giving away two and a half points in the in NFL ever? Yeah, but Gil, the, never. The, the, no, the short runway point is such a is such a great one. Though our buddy E loves to take advantage of short runways in multiple sports. I think he does it so very well he in does. the NBA and baseball, especially yeah, yeah. because what he does is bet. You know, bet the bet the um, <clears throat> under, and then try to get through the bottom of the lineups. That's yeah. that's the play mm -hmm. with quality and, and pitchers. By the way, that's yes. more sophisticated. But but even for the people who aren't as sophisticated with getting middles, I'm just saying, if you're going to pick a side, you're still getting an incredible advantage here. You know what I mean? All right, we gotta we gotta because Mikey has a show to do, so we gotta we gotta get to the best bets that we gotta get through. So by the way, we should mention JJ Watt is out tonight. He's probably out for the he is out for the yeah. rest of the season. Season-ending shoulder. Mm -hmm. Surgery. They just flashed up a stat here. He has missed 32 of the last 87 games since the year 2015. J.J. Watt mm -hmm. has. And the uh, Packers stat that everybody flashes up. 25-0, uh, and 0, the, the Packers are under Matt LaFleur in the regular season when they win a turnover margin. 25-0. and 0. Or when they don't play in California or Florida. I think that's a similar <laughs> stat. <laughs> All right, Eric, your first uh, best bet is? Yeah, this is uh, my, my boss's game, Chris's game. Uh, I'm going to go with with Dallas laying, uh, you know, anything up to two and a half against Minnesota. Um, I tweeted this out yesterday. Minnesota, if you look at the the bottom five quarterbacks in the NFL and average depth of target in the first three quarters of a game on early downs, it's Jared Goff, it's Kirk Cousins, Jacoby Brissett, um, Big Ben Roethlisberger, and Andy Dalton. That's one good quarterback and four guys who should be backups. And People wonder why Minnesota plays so many close games and why they get snake bitten by, you know, field goals and all this kind of stuff. It's that they don't trust Kirk Cousins. And, you know, Kirk turned Kirk has turned into John Elway at the end of games this year. And like I think he deserves a great deal of credit. But in the first part of games, they they cut him off. And against teams like Carolina, against teams like Detroit, that'll work. Against a team like Dallas, when the Vikings don't have uh, when the Vikings don't have Michael Pierce, when the Vikings don't have uh, Patrick Peterson uh, in the lineup, I think Dallas could lap the Vikings by the time they figure out they're even in the game. Okay, Mikey, you're number two. You're number for your one. first. You're first, rather, yeah. I'm going to take the Los Angeles Chargers. Okay. Chargers. What is it, five, Todd? Yeah, uh, Los Angeles Chargers I have as five, five and a half. We'll give you the five. Look, uh, embarrassed last year by the Patriots in so five. It was like a million to nothing, 45 to nothing or whatever. And that Anthony Lynn fiasco as well. I know Rufus says Anthony Lynn very underrated, and there's no value in having Staley as the coach. One of the most interesting comments <laughs> right. on the podcast this year. Yes. Look, here's the other thing. Um, and the Chargers off a of bye. Here's the other thing, though. I love this move to get rid of Viscano finally, the kicker, and go to Hopkins. I think that's a huge upgrade for them at the kicking position. 
because they also they will have confidence in him. When the, these coaches lose a confidence, just like Washington did, Connor Hopkins gets the new guy and he gets the kick blocked. Now next time Rivera's not even going to take the field goal yeah. because he got the premium. I mean, it snowballs when you have confidence or you don't have confidence in a kicker. I think the Chargers are the better team here. It's a better spot for them. I'll lay five. Dodd. No, it's your first pick, Gilly's first. Oh, you already had your first. That's his, right. It's over. Uh, I'm, I, this is, yeah. Listen, I, I'm going to... I'm going to go San Francisco 49ers here, and I'm going to lay. What Are I you laying? sure, Gilly? Are yeah. you sure? Yeah, I think I am. Uh, what is it, three and a half or four? Uh, I have Niners. You know what? It's mostly four. We'll give you the three and a half. Oh, well, if it's mostly four, give me the four. So four it is. Okay. Um, Khalil Mack is out. Do we know that for a fact? He is out for the for the Bears? He's out. He's out. Doubtful. Uh, doubtful. So sounds like he's out. Doubtful typically meeting out these days, but we'll see. Um, is Jimmy G in? Jimmy G is in. Listen, I, <laughs> I, let's, let's get rid of the atmospheric river game for a second. Um, all that we've said about the Niners r rings true. But if this team is anything like they're supposed to be, you have to be able to beat the Chicago Bears team. Justin Fields with five turnovers last week, and yeah, it was against the Bucks. Um, but he is just, he looks bewildered when he's on the sideline. Um, I like San Francisco here because if I had my own personal priors, this spread would shock me at that point. So I'm going to rely on those about these two teams. I don't think the Bears are a good football team in any way. Uh, they will try to rely on their run game, which is what I didn't understand about it going up against Tampa Bay. But I didn't think they would. Because you can't run the ball in Tampa. Even Dallas knew that with Ezekiel Elliott. They didn't even try to run the ball. You can't run the ball. And here comes Nagy on first down, the first play of the game, run the ball and get into second and 12. And the game was over at that point. Yeah. The game was over. This guy, though, he senses no pressure. He's got, like, Dave Craig hands or something. He fumbles every time he gets hit. He's terrible. I think Nagy. I also think Nagy is terrible. Nagy is a terrible play caller. Well, so I'm going to go with the coaching advantage <laughs> yeah. here, too. I, I still think Kyle Shanahan, again, maybe this is the yeah. RG3 year polluting my thinking on Kyle Shanahan. Um, but I, I oh. absolutely, yeah. But what about the year he had Matt Ryan, too? Well, that, had, that's, yeah. that's a standout year he, for Matt Ryan's he did, career. He did get crushed in the second yeah. half of the Super Bowl, but he did have that year. I'm taking San Francisco. Call it a Malcolm Gladwell blink thing where I can see the Niners. But by the way, they do have to figure out what the deal is with Brandon Ayuk. That dude has disappeared. 20 targets all year, 10 catches all year for fewer than 100 yards. It's unbelievable. They don't and even Jimmy look his G way. Has the most, Jimmy G has the most interception BABIP I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. It finally caught up with him late in that game last year, last week. But he, he throws the ball to the other team every play, Kirk, and they drop it. Like, Kirk, right in the guy's hand. Oh, dropped interception. Right Kirk, in the guy's hand. Dropped interception. Kirk Cousins in D.C. was the, had the best BABIP going ever. That dude would hit, hit defenders in the chest, and it would somehow bounce off them all the time. So I'm going, I'm going with the like Niners. What's that? I like calling it Babbitt. That's a cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's our little thing. All right. Holmes is Babbitt the zero this year on interceptable balls. <laughs> that's right. He's he's. <laughs> it's a negative number. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Eric, you're number two. Okay, I I actually kind of like Chicago, but I'm going to oh. go away. Ooh. I think Chicago is a great bet when everybody says they're the worst team in football, which I think that was that happened against Detroit week whatever. But this is the one I'm going to go a second. Carolina at Atlanta over 46. Oh, I thought we were going to match. We did not match, but I thought we were you going have to. Carolina. I do have mm. Carolina, yeah. Matt Ryan uh, this season um, has has really looked good. He has a 91.4 passer rating when pressured. 
So a lot of the narratives about him being kind of like wilting this year and not having the arm strength or anything, I think those are a little bit overblown. Kyle Pitts, once they found out how to use him, is you know now, you know, in my opinion, probably the tight end I'd pick over anybody in the league if you gave me a choice moving forward. Uh, Ridley has been fine. I think as a secondary player to Pitts, he's he's great. Uh, and Cordell Patterson's a guy that, that I think they're using really well. Um, so I think on that side of the ball, they're going to be fine. There's a lot of injuries on the side uh, of Carolina. You know, the cornerbacks, uh, Shaq Thompson, questionable. And then on the other side, the we only, you know, any any defense that gives up four touchdown passes to Tua Tungavailoa is on watch for me. And so while Sam Darnold has been absolutely horrible over the last, like, three, four weeks, I think he gets right here. It's also indoors, so that really helps. Uh, give me the over in that game. Eric, can I ask a question? Yes. Michael Lombardi this week keeps saying, I don't care. Two is no good. I don't care what Pro Football Focus says. He said on my show, he goes, I don't he care said, what Pro Football Focus says. It, does Pro Football Focus have Tua ranked in the top top seven or eight quarterbacks or something? Uh, he's Sixth. had 280 grades in the last oh. two games. So uh -uh. Um, I would look at his war is probably I... still in the bottom half of the league. But he's... His last two games have looked have, have looked good. I think huh. part of part of the issue though is small samples, and they've also played Jacksonville and Atlanta the last yeah. two weeks. So I, I would curb my enthusiasm yeah. about Tua, but but yeah, he's graded well. Uh, Michael Lombardi also said the same thing about JJ Watt uh, when he was signed by Arizona, and JJ Watt's been a monster this year. So uh, you know we'll see what the batting average is on the. I don't care what PFF thinks about player X. Yeah, Tua was uh, sixth, I think, in terms of the last two weeks. Yeah, sixth uh, in terms of the quarterback rating the last yeah. two weeks, but not overall. Uh, yeah, he he took a he took a shot because I, I listened to that second. He took a Obviously. shot. Yeah, he, uh, he's really good at picking out who's really entertaining on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> okay, pick number pick number two, Mikey. What oh, do you got? This is tough. I I don't know. This is all sucks. Yeah, it's uh, it's so it is really. I, I like this 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 slate worse than last week. Yeah, I do. Me too. Uh, you want me to go second, Mike? Go you second. Go, go, go second. second you know, I looked at this for an hour this morning, and I came second. up with one play and one teaser. He was go too ahead. busy researching Eric. He didn't well, get his I, picks. I, I was. I mean, I, th here's a legitimate question: Is there any angst for Eric talking about football for a living, having gotten his degrees from Nebraska Lincoln? Uh, I don't think. You don't get it. I, you don't watch college football. I'm I'm being facetious, I'm obviously. Watching. I was a big Nebraska fan growing up, so I have disdain for oh, what's happened. I yeah, huge, huge. I, I yeah. stood in line at Starbucks yeah. next to Joe uh, Bo Pelini when I was there, yeah. and I knew the guy was going to be a bad coach, seeing how difficult he had uh, <laughs> order a lot. That's awesome. That's the guy looked incapable of just like, you know, uh, nourishing. <laughs> So great. I knew from my moment. Sorry, Starbucks Todd. You're number two, Todd. Sorry. Go, Todd. Okay. Dad. My number two. I'm going to go back to the well that got me a W last week. Oh, God. If you guys were paying attention, I took the under in the Arizona-Houston game. Why did I do it? Why? I said Houston cannot score the football. Um, you don't really have to be a math genius to look at the scores for Houston and realize they're having a hard time getting the double digits any week in National Football League play. Take out the Tyrod Taylor games, and they got 24 against their, I mean, they got nine against Arizona, zero against Buffalo, 22 against New England, which is the outlier, three against Indianapolis, and five last week at Arizona. So to me, 
I don't think the Houston offense is a team that can get more than 10 points in this football game against the Rams. I just don't see it. Uh, the Stanford quarterback is not good. The rest of the offense is not good. So the whole the team is not good. I'm sorry. They, they're okay on defense, but on offense, they're absolutely horrendous. So if I give them 10 points, and I'm saying I'm going under 48, and guys, check me if I'm not. Is it 48 or 47 and a half? 48. I see. 48. Yeah. 48? Yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll I'll take the under 48, which means even at 38-10, I would still push. 37-10, I get a win. So give me the under in the Rams uh, against Houston, under 48, because I think a lot of these NFL teams, when they play Houston, they get up a million points. They're in the fourth quarter. They're just running the ball. Let's end this game. We don't need to show anything. We don't need to throw to Cooper Cup or Robert Woods or any of that nonsense. Just give it to Henderson. Let's end the game and get the hell out of here. We win 33 to 6, you know. So under 48 in the Rams game, I just don't see Houston scoring enough to get you over. All right, Mikey, what's your number two? Right, I'm going to go with, Todd, what's the total in the Broncos football team game? The Broncos football team uh, is playing the Washington football team. Mm -hmm. And I have, the, you're looking for the football, the total? The total points scored in the game for, for both football okay, I teams. Four, I got some 44 and a half and some 44s. We'll give you the 44 and a half because we're feeling generous. There. Well, you don't know that way. I'm going over, so give me the 44. Oh. You're going over. over. Mikey with it over? Yeah, look at wow. look at the football team couldn't get Bishop Gorman off the field on third down. They can get nobody off the field on third down. And look, this Denver team, they have no linebackers. The whole linebackers are out, out. You know, they let Case Keenum sit back there. The guy hadn't played in like 14 years. Be very comfortable in the pocket on Thursday night uh, and acclimate himself to the game. I also think the elevation in Denver helps the football team kicking him. Look, they went up and down the field against... The Packers, they just didn't convert. They didn't pay off here. I think this total is too low. Two gloves will convert enough third downs, and Washington will score more in the red zone. Over 44, Todd. Okay. I am so you're uh, not worried the Vic Fangio defensive struggle. I still don't get it. And then he said, oh, Deshaun should want to go to Denver yesterday. He never gets off this Vic Fangio. We, we should spend like 10 minutes <laughs> this on Vic Deshaun. Fan. But you I, can't. You the, can't. The, the trade deadline is Tuesday. <laughs> and I still, like, if you sift through that NFL word salad, that they came out with it is you i i thought i would assume that teams are going down the trade road with houston having some sign of some kind of back uh you know back channel confirmation from the nfl that deshaun will be able to play this year and it appears by roger goodell just opening up his mouth and saying hey i can't put him on the exemplist i don't have enough information that he's signaling to all the teams yeah he, he can play for you this year i don't know about next yeah. year but he can play for you this year so that appears to be the case, but what does it say about Deshaun that Miami's the team he wants to play for that has six losses? What does it say about the Dolphins saying, we were wrong about Tua, shouldn't they all be fired, right? Because they picked Tua over Justin Herbert. What does it say about the NFL who gave Zeke six games when there was like an affidavit saying none of this really happened because they were so bummed, they were, they were so sensitive to how they treated Ray Rice and Josh Brown and now Deshaun, who has 22 civil allegations and 10 criminal complaints, they're like, yeah, I, we, we don't have enough information. Just you should play him. The Ezekiel Elliott comparison is incredible. Bad, there were a couple bad stories at massage parlors. What's 34 situations? It could happen to anyone. Eric, what's your take on this? 
uh, that if you're assuming any sort of logical consistency or coherence in the NFL's uh, application of anything, you're you're like missing out. On, you're yeah. missing the point. Like right. I, I just, you know, it, it the the Deshaun Watson thing's interesting, right? Because I think when owners look at him, they they see dollars, right? They see one of the top five um, talented talents in the NFL. Like he he's probably what a notch below Mahomes. And so when you when you have that player on your team, like that's what they're all going after, right? And so I, I think that's why the owners are sort of and, and Goodell is sort of doing their bidding, right? Like the I don't know. I don't know if they could I mean they could pay me enough to do Goodell's job, but like to, to stand in front and take those bullets oh. and, and and like to look like a complete idiot when when God knows he's not. He's like not. that that's that sucks. He knows better. It's just incredible. Exactly. He knows better. That's a well put. That's a, well, a what is what is the technical story right now for Deshaun? Are they saying it's like up in the air? What is the what is the NFL story right now? As long as he's with Houston, they don't the NFL doesn't have to do anything cuz there's sort of this purgatory thing happening and they don't have to rule on anything, right? As soon as he gets yeah. traded, they would have to step in and say he basically he can play say? or not. What's what that? Is Houston say? Houston saying we're not playing him because of this. What was their official well, Houston's company? Not like? playing him because, Houston's not playing him because you know, like they, he doesn't want to play. He, he does. He doesn't want to play. Right. Perfect level of dysfunction for the so NFL. So technically, technically, he could play if he wanted to play right now. He could play for Houston right now. Correct. Yes. The NFL would have to step in. So what's he? So what is his argument that he doesn't want to play? He just doesn't want to be there anymore. He's, I think he thinks they leaked all these stories. He's doing the NBA, you know, the NBA thing where it's like I'm oh. dictating. Oh well, that's nonsense. I, I this whole thing is terrible. This smells bad. I have trade. You death. know what? Can sports be one place where there's not craziness? Can I just have one part of my life where the, the people haven't gone totally insane? Do I have to deal with this? And even in sports, please, can I just have a quarterback who doesn't go to a massage parlor? Please. Okay, I'm taking I Carolina. Okay, I'm taking Carolina. <laughs> Carolina on my mind. Um, Falcons defense stinks. They're last in the NFL in uh, defensive yards per point. And uh, Carolina is, they yeah, that the last in the, in the NFL in, in defensive yards per point, meaning that they've had a very bend-don't-break kind of defense to this, to this juncture. Carolina has had, believe it or not, a tougher schedule than Atlanta has had. And I know Sam Darnold was just Sam Darnoldish last week. By the way, they put in PJ Walker, hoping hoping they could get something. I had to look up Walker. PJ Walker. Honestly. Oh, he was a uh, what was he XFL? I, I, Tremendous in the XFL, I believe it was. I didn't know him. He yep. he went three for fourteen, three for fourteen yep. for thirty three yards. Mm-hmm. So it's back to Sam Darnold. By the way, some reports. Uh, Joel Klatt finally came out today and said Matt Rule doesn't really like coaching in the NFL. So does that mean USC? I'm saying all these college jobs out there that people think are going to somebody else. Watch out for Matt Rule. Well, the NFL scoreboards don't really like uh, Matt Rule. Yeah. So it's sort of like this <laughs> <interesting>, uh, <laughs> kind of mutual. Huh? You know, this interesting uh, confluence of events. Uh, I'm, I'm taking Carolina largely because of that stat with the, with the Falcons. I think Carolina, you know, look, they, they almost beat, they should have beaten Minnesota, or not should have beaten, but they almost beat Minnesota. Minnesota let them back in the game the, a couple weeks ago. I think Carolina is the better football team, and I'm going to take Carolina here on the road. Catching points. I thought you would tease them. Maybe you'll tease them as well. Maybe I will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see. <laughs> uh, Todd, number two.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. By the way, do you guys disagree with me that you don't like it when the world leaks into sports, or am I just totally off? Or sports leaks into the world. Well, Which either is way. It? Which is it? Either way. I, I don't want either of it. I, I'm watching sports to get away from the world. I don't want it in the – I don't know. I just uh, It just drives me crazy. Trump when, will only go to the games in Atlanta. Well, yeah. You know, that is that – is, um, that is right wing America's biggest trouble with ESPN, right? For they believe ESPN to be injecting politics too much into it. By the way, I I would be aligned more with ESPN politically, and I would understand that position. So I, I see what Did you're saying. Did you think the question to Tomlin was inherently racist about go, uh, being interested in USC? No, but why 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 did you go to racism for that question? Because the three different ESPN commentators have said it's an inherently racist question because they never asked the white coaches that question. Uh, That's why I went there. And you mentioned ESPN. I, I think that I think that you could listen. I, I actually think Mike Tomlin is correct for being that pissed off yeah. about it because I don't think you asked Sean Payton or Andy Reid those questions. Whether it was racist, maybe you can make that claim. I didn't necessarily. But Carson Palmer kept linking him to the job. That I mean, that's the genesis of the question. I think. By the way, so, if you go back and you and you listen to what the guy yeah. actually asked. Yeah. The guy asked a very reasonable question. He he like jumped down his throat, but yeah. the guy was like, "Hey, you yeah. said you know this. We heard this, but and Mike Tomlin just went nuts on him. Anyway, I, I Mike Tomlin's not leaving Pittsburgh. That's, why that's would he? he? Lives but Mike Tomlin lives three blocks from here. He's not going. It's anywhere. the most stable he, I, job in pro sports. Why would he leave? Three. And he's not. He's not elite, but he's definitely very good. And Pittsburgh's so. beautiful in the winter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> where are you? Where are you, Eric? Ohio. I live in Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, okay. So you got. So no, anything's you. beautiful. Um, <laughs> whose turn is it to go? You third number here? two, Todd. We got to run. Number Mike's three. Go. Number three. Number for three, Todd. Todd. Yes. Number three. Okay, I'm gonna go with one more under here in the Philadelphia Eagles against the Lions under 48. I think this is too high. Uh, if you've watched any of the Detroit football team. They tend to be competitive, but it's because they're playing well defensively, not really 
scoring a lot. Um, if you look at their their scores, they get a lot of these 16-point games, uh, and they run the ball a lot. I am not um, – Jalen Hurts, you know, he may turn out to be a, a good quarterback. For right now, he is not a good quarterback. So I don't like what I see um, from Philadelphia on the positive uh, offensive side. I mean, what – they haven't really done anything all year. The only per team they scored 30 points against was Kansas City, and you can throw that out. Every other game, they get 21, 22, 21. They're nothing special yeah. on offense. And Detroit gets 17 every week, 17, 17, 14, 17. They can't get into the 20s, the the the, the, the Lions. They run the ball. They, they dink it off to Swift, and, and they play decent defense to, to, to keep them hanging around. So to me, this seems like a defensive game. I don't understand why it's 48. I just think that's just a crazy high number. I mean, Detroit hasn't gotten to – Detroit only got over 20 points this year one time, and that was a phony Fugazi situation in the first game of the year where they got the onsides kick and all those late scores against San Francisco. Other than that, Detroit can't get more than 17 points in a game. So I, I don't know how you're getting that over a little four. bit. Like, What'd Philly is like the ultimate slump buster defense. They, they don't stunt. They don't blitz. They don't play. They don't play man coverage. They, they, they don't disguise coverages. They're like the easiest defense to operate against. And like okay, Derek but- Carr, like had a perfect game last week. Like I don't think Goff's going to be amazing, but I do. And then the, the, the sneaky one for your bet, Todd. And I agree with you generally. Like I think if there was no such thing as garbage time, this is a perfect bet. Jalen, half of Jalen Hurts' production is in the fourth quarter. So like you could see a game where Detroit is plucky. And has like a 17, you know, 10 lead, and Jalen Hurts, you know, they they go back and forth and score 24 points in the fourth quarter, and you're really irritated. That that okay. like I think that's Look, the issue. I'm not gonna bet any of this pregame, anyways. I'm an in-game better. But my point is, if I have to take a game, you know, pregame, I'm taking this under because, by the way, Philadelphia's defense—they only gave up 18 to Carolina. Yeah, granted, they gave up points to Tampa Bay, they gave up points to Vegas, they gave up points to Kansas City, Dallas, but those are good offensive teams. Uh, you know, San Francisco only got 17 on them, so I don't see why they can't hang in and only give up, say, 24. Let's say they give up 24, it's 24-20. I win anyways, so I'm going under under 48. So, Todd, what you're saying is, like Michael Lombardi, you're posting a non-betting record. What does that mean? Well, you said you don't bet any of these things pre-flop. You're giving out three pre-flop picks and then telling you what your record is on the pre-flop. You're giving out a non-betting oh. record. Oh, no, no. What I'm, what I'm saying is I will typically – I'll be leaning – one second. Fair, fair, fair point by Mikey. My, my point, Mikey, is typically I don't bet the game before the game. I'll be leaning this way, and then if it if it's going the way I like it, then I'll be jumping in on the end game. Last week I did play the Arizona game uh, pre-game. But, you know, I always tell people if they're going to give you the half of the answer key – why not take half of the answer key before you make your bet? Gilly will tell you the smart way to bet NFL games is in-game. Gilly, please tell him. Smart way to bet smart. NFL. It really is. What are the Jets getting, Todd? Uh, Ooh. <laughs> I know, man. Oh, God. The New York Jets? Yeah. The New York Jets are Winnipeg getting a lot Jets. of points. There's a tremendous <laughs> Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. Well, they have Wilson is in goal. Um <laughs> They're ten and a half. I have. Yeah, I'm gonna lay ten and a half with the Bengals. Wow, tough to do an unfamiliar role. But listen, this is a good defensive team. The story is not oh they hooked up Chase with Burrow. The story is their defense is decent. Yeah. Their defense. You have to work to score points on this team. And the Jets, no quarterback, a small team. 
they're, 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 things aren't going well for Salah in his first year. I think the Bengals now have a clear path here. They're a very dangerous team in the AFC all of a sudden. I don't like to lay these kind of points. I don't like nothing else on the board. My other consideration would be to lay the, the points with the Rams, actually, this week against the I thought the, about the laying Texans. the points so with Cincinnati. I'll, give me the Bengals. I thought, I thought about having Cincinnati as one of my top three. Uh, Eric. By the way, Mikey, another thing, when I texted you last week, and I would love to hear what what Eric says about this, you remember when I, in like the early in the second quarter of the Seattle game, Seattle was averaging 7.2 yards per play because they had an 85-yard uh, ridiculous touchdown to uh, Metcalf. The rest of the plays, they had like two yards of play. So I knew Seattle wasn't scoring. I took team total under there, and I won the bet. But if you would have gone by the stats, you would say, oh, they're averaging seven yards of play. They're doing great. Eric, what do you think about that when – when the when the stats kind of get corrupted like that, what are your feelings on that? Well, I would hope that there's a little bit of so like in our in-game stuff, we have what's called success rate and we have what's called expected points. So like a play like that's going to have a lot of expected points, but from a success rate standpoint, it's boolean, right? Like it's zero or one. So essentially, like you you merge those two together to deal with that kind of noise. Um, I took Seattle pre under 19 and a half pregame. So like I was on the same side as you the whole time. And that first play just kind of like, like it spooked me a little bit. But when you watch that offense, they're not scoring any points, even though Geno Smith is the cover king at two and O ATS so far as a starter. But, right, but that's my uh, point. That's my point is, is you can look at that and go, Oh wow. They've got all these yards, but it's bullshit because they got one play. I don't, I don't think in game stuff. I don't think people are betting yards per play anymore like i'd be i'd be surprised if people with in-game models are betting yards per play i think it's a little bit more sophisticated than that but you're right i think i think intuition if somebody just turned the game on and was like oh my goodness what's happening and they bet over it, it reflexively uh, obviously they're paying the juice and more to the sports book in that case eric did you give a third pick nope i didn't i'm gonna go and i was trying to choose between titans plus one and a half me too and what I'm going to pick, which is the over in the Chargers-New England Patriots game. Styles make fights, and the Los Angeles Chargers are engineered to beat the Chiefs. They play six in the box. They play six in the secondary uh, most of the time. And, um, you know, their, their linebackers are safeties. Kenneth Murray's out. Um, and so I think New England's going to have some success on the ground with their group of running backs. Um it's also interesting if you actually like look at this, like Herbert's been great, 106 passer rating when clean, uh, 74 passer rating when pressured. Mac Jones has 100 passer rating when pressured, 73 passer rating when clean. Mac Jones has been the best of the rookie quarterbacks. Kendrick Bourne, who I know has a little bit of a shoulder injury, Jacoby Myers, the two tight ends they signed this past offseason have been slow to go, but they've been pretty good the last few weeks. So give me New England, you know, to put up enough points um, to keep this game to keep this game interesting, and for Justin Herbert, anytime I have a quarterback who can get me 70 yards in one play reliably, uh, I'm going to bet over in his games. I had a debate who, but oh, go ahead, Eric. You mentioned earlier the top or the lowest five yards per target on early downs in the first three quarters of games, and you said four of these guys should be backups and one's a real starter. Is Roethlisberger or Cousins the real starter out of that group? Hey, oh, Cousins hey. is a way better quarterback oh, okay. than Big Ben right now. Right. Okay. I just wanted to clarify. Hey, watch yourself down there. Hey, we're three and three. Big Ben Roethlisberger should change his nickname to Has Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> oh, 
Shots fired. He is, Shots he fired. is stra straight to the Hall of Fame, but man, the longer he plays, the more you're like, oh, who, man, just who would you, stop. Who would you rather have at quarterback for your team? This is Amal and I had this disagreement on air this week. Kirk Cousins or Baker Mayfield? Currently? Uh, Currently. At price? At price? If you just had to choose between the two. Not at oh, price. Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, Kirk's yeah. a better player, but I Kirk believe. makes three times yeah. as much money. I get you. But Amal thinks that it's the other way. Baker is a better quarterback. Mm -hmm. No. No. Got a lot to no prove. shot. Got a lot to prove still. <laughs> no. Cousins is better Wait, than Baker Mayfield, Mayfield yeah. versus Kirk Cousins? Yeah. Are you on no, the Mayfield? I'll take, I'll take Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I can't stand Kirk Cousins. I don't care what you say about Kirk. You love Kirk Cousins. You've always love, loved Kirk Cousins. I love him. You last remember when when we when we were when Gil was in the hospital and we had that show and you yeah. said Kirk Cousins. I said that Vikings at twelve to one could win the NFC and you just tore me apart for Kirk Cousins. And and what happened? They didn't win the, the NFC at twelve to one. Kirk <laughs> Cousins had a little problem. Kirk Cousins' down contract his is one of the biggest mistakes in Vikings history, but he's one of the better quarterbacks in Vikings history. It, it shows you how how hard it is to get quarterback right. Yes, as, as Washington just kept Washington. Kirk, Kirk Cousins bet on himself, kept doing the one-year deals with Washington. Finally, because they didn't want to give him a long-term deal. Finally, the Vikings were three years, eighty-four million dollars, and everybody in DC was like, "See you, buddy." Yeah. There's but nothing worse. They were, they were chasing the Case Keenum performance year, the 2017 right. Case Keenum thing, and and like they gave him a three-year deal because they figured, oh, Kirk will be better over a three-year arc than Case Keenum will be, but like they they were trying to replace that production from 2017. You weren't going to replace that production. That was well, an amazing. It's the same year. thing with the Washington football team now. The Washington football team signed Ryan Fitzpatrick to win more games in their 2020 schedule that included no good quarterbacks. And the problem is, is their 2021 schedule had a bunch of great quarterbacks in it. So their defense wasn't going to be as good. The Vikings signed Kirk Cousins to try to win the 2017 Super Bowl again. Yes. And that's and just not how it works. Not Defenses how it works. Regress, players get worse. And there's that's no why worse it was, was a bad signing. You know? and, and there's the, no worse feeling than having Kirk Cousins or Phillip Rivers needing to get you a, a, a late score. <laughs> and you have the bet. You can't he's, feel any he's, worse. He's done that. it this year, though, man. He's done it this year a couple R times. R Rivers just doesn't get in on eight cracks from the two, and Cousins will throw the interception in the end zone. The, the uh, By the way, Jared Goff, you try watching him win a football game, it is the Ooh. most, Ooh. oh, my God. Having having Survivor last week with the Patriots and then rooting against the, rooting against the Rams, Jared Goff was miserable. Doesn't, doesn't this just really flatter McVay where he took that team with Goff? It kind of does. I to me, so. it does. Mm. The, the, by the way, the last thing about the Kirk Cousins thing, it also is a commentary on how you can only win a Super Bowl with a Hall of Fame quarterback or a guy on a rookie deal. And so this weird economic structure they have in the NFL where you get to a point where you've played good enough, right, for, for a certain chunk of years, but you're not Hall of Fame, and now you're off your rookie contract, it's such a fucked up thing for teams to have to make that financial commitment at there's that no moment. There's no middle class quarterback yeah, contract. Yeah, that's right. There's no middle, well said, there's no middle class contract. By the way, my last one, it was a choice between the Titans, mm. the Bengals laying the points, or the Jacksonville Jaguars catching points against the Seahawks. I'm going with the ugliest one of all of them. I'm going with Jacksonville, and is largely just a fate of Pete Carroll. <laughs> that display the other night was David Shaw-esque against Michigan State in that bowl game. What do you want game. him to do? There's no quarterback. I, I don't care that it was Geno Smith. At some point, you have to trust your quarterback to do something. You cannot just keep running the ball. We must establish the run. Good Lord, that was horrific to watch. 
And I listen, best play, all they could have done, do what the Colts did the other night in the atmospheric river. Just throw it up and have a San Francisco defensive back run into a, a, a wide out. Whatever it is. But that was what they were doing. I actually think Jacksonville, because Urban Meyer finally discovered James Robinson's part of the team a couple weeks ago. I think they go in and at the very least I'm catching three and a hook here, right? I get the hook. I think Jacksonville yeah, covers this game. I think maybe they even win it. By the way, Mike McCarthy on Dak Prescott, quote, there's no timeline on when we're going to make a decision. I think you take in the full week. Mm. So there is some possibility yeah. Dak mm. won't be there. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Um, I'm taking Jacksonville. That's my third. So I have a poo-poo platter of picks. I have San Francisco, Carolina, and Jacksonville. God. Yeah. You'll probably go three and zero. Probably go three and zero. Who's your sur- are, are you giving out your survivor pick or not till tomorrow? On I'm, I'm, I'm going to give out mine today. Okay. This will be the last week. All right. Uh, I'm going to end up with Kansas City because of the four big right. favorites. I've already used Cincinnati. Mm. Buffalo has a Christmas consideration. Yeah. And so it comes down to the Rams versus Kansas City. Kansas City. This is the last real shot to use them because everything else after this is going to be even dicier. The Rams, there is another opportunity. I think they host they the Jaguars. Jack, yeah. So, listen, I get it. They're a double-digit home favorite in a standalone game, and I'm terrified. Mm-hmm. But I have to play them. I'm playing Kansas City. Todd, what's your teaser? I got two minutes. Teaser legs. Todd, Todd two the teams. Six, really, it's really tough this week uh, to come up with a good teaser. Um, I'll give mine. I'm going to take. Okay, go ahead. But Todd must go before me. I'll, I'll okay. take the Colt. I mean, I'll take Tennessee Titans plus seven and a half. <laughs> Right? So that's the obvious one. Tennessee plus seven and a half. Yeah. And then I need another leg. Yeah. Uh, Gil, why don't you give yours while I think of my second leg? Because you can, I already have Tennessee as I well. I have Tennessee right? as well. I have Arizona and Tennessee. Yeah. That, okay. So Tennessee, Tennessee and Arizona seems to be the obvious one, right? No other yeah. one. Are you actually going through any key numbers? Maybe maybe Minnesota. Minnesota. The DAC news is real. Yeah. Minnesota would be a Wong teaser leg. Minnesota. I don't want Minnesota. They, I can't take care of Kirk Cousins. I have a. Yeah. I have a rule. Kirk Phillip Cousins Rivers, in prime I don't time. Bet on, <laughs> I don't bet Philip Rivers. I don't bet Kirk Cousins. What'd you say, so Eric? Not, Eric, what'd you say? In prime time. Kirk Cousins in prime time, yeah. no less. <laughs> That's oh, right. That's right. It's supersized you know, Kirk I'm, Cousins. I'm gonna take. I know it's not gonna be uh, mathematically correct, but I'm gonna take the Chargers as my second uh, leg, even though you know I'm not really getting the full amount of points. But that's because I don't want to take I don't want to take Arizona because I could see Aaron Rodgers pulling something out of his ass. So uh, you know, give me the uh, that would be the Chargers down to plus one. So give me the Chargers plus one with Tennessee plus seven and a half. And I think you guys have a chance to actually pick up games on me on this teaser because I don't feel great. I'm the man to beat. Mike, what do you got? I'm going to take Titans, obviously, seven and a half, and I'll. I'll take the Cardinals down tonight. All right. So you, you yeah, and, you and me at the same point. Mm-hmm. Eric, we're so rude. We did yeah, Eric Cardinals last. Titan. Cardinals yeah, Titans Cardinals. also for Eric. Okay. And then final two questions, uh, which we ask every week on the Megapod forever. Uh, one, the big favorite most likely to lose outright. So it's all the four double-digit favorites that we just mentioned. Cincinnati at the Jets, the Rams at Houston, uh, Kansas City hosting the Giants, and, of course, uh, what did I forget of the uh, four? Chiefs. Chiefs. No, I already said that one. Okay. Uh, Chiefs, Rams. Uh, Miami, Buffalo. Oh, Buffalo. Yeah. Thank you. Buffalo Very hosting fun. Miami. Any of those. And yeah. I guess if I, I, I shouldn't include any of the six and a halves because no. those were the obvious ones. Yeah. So of, the big, of those big four favorites, Eric, if I came to you from the future and I said one of them lost outright, which would it have been? 
Uh, um, Giants. Giants win against Kansas City. Oh, Me too. I'm sorry for your sur yeah. survivor, but I think that's I, the most I likely say, one. Yeah. I would say the same thing. Todd? Kansas City? Are we counting the Green Bay game? Or no, no, we're no. Not. Do you pay attention? Uh, uh, I was doing the, the, the what's it called? Um, <laughs> I would, I guess I'm going with, yeah, I guess the Giants could be Kansas City. They're not going to, though. All right. The, the Kansas City this week. Last question. We live in a bizarre world. You must pick a side. You must bet a side on every single game except for one game you will take a pass on. Eric, what's the game you take a pass on? Uh, great question. Um, Philadelphia, Detroit. Philadelphia, Detroit. Mikey. Steelers, Browns. Todd. I don't like Steelers, Browns either. I don't know what I'm getting. Case Keenum. Uh, I will take uh, blah, 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 Philadelphia, Detroit. Philadelphia, Detroit for sure. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank Mikey's got to go do odds on, so he's out of here. Thank you. Mike Palm, everybody. Todd, thank hey, you. Eric. Eric, do you do college football or just pro football? College, too. Yep. Oh, you do college. Okay. Did you see that Wake Forest Army game last week? Yeah, I had Wake, but I, I also had under. Like, oh, you had under? Uh, yeah, because that was when I wanted, was going to ask you about these runaway college games. So, Todd, because, since we haven't finished the podcast yet, why don't we finish the podcast and then you can ask him about I'm that sorry, stuff. I'm sorry, you already that? finished it. No, that's all right. You already Shout out to Max Fried and Alex Bregman, the first Tribesman on Tribesman World Series event last night. Fabulous moment Max for Jewish? some of us. Yes. I didn't know Max Fried was Jewish. Fabulous wow. moment for some of us. It's big, historic. Thank you for listening to the Megapod. Good luck with all your week at ache bet. I can't even say it. All your week eight bets in the National Football League. Good luck from all of us at the Megapod. Now you can ask your question. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.